Welcome to Life Uplifted, a podcast for joy-seeking humans who want to feel more energized and empowered in their lives. In this space, you will receive insights, knowledge, and inspiration to guide you to becoming your healthiest and most uplifted self in body, mind, and soul. I'm your host, Lauren Venasta. I'm also a mother, entrepreneur, clinical nutritionist, chef, writer, and I believe in uplifting others. It's time to reclaim your energy and well-being because you're not here to feel depleted. You're here to live a life uplifted. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Shayna Tyler Salmon. Shayna is a certified personal trainer and registered yoga teacher based in New York City. After over five years of growing a misaligned social media business, she decided to return to her passion of movement and mental health. You can find her with the bros at her local gym, on her porch reading a teen fantasy book, or flowing at the yoga studio that she loves to work with. And I have to mention, she doesn't have a social media. We'll talk about that too. If you want to reach out to her after this episode, she can be reached at shana at shanatyler.com. I'm so honored to have her on the show today. We are pretty good friends and she is a wealth of wisdom and knowledge and her spirit is just so beautiful. So let's welcome on Shana. Hi, Shana. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> How are you? I am doing swell. How about you? I'm great. I'm just honored to have you on the show today. And you just have such a good outlook on life and a good routine that you've built for yourself that I feel like my listeners are just going to relate to so much. And once you share your story, and I'm just so grateful that you are willing to share it with us. Oh my goodness. Thank you for the kind words. I'm really grateful to share my routine and just a little bit about my story for your listeners. I'm a listener, so I'm really excited to be on for sure. So let's just jump right into your story then. So when did you first kind of realize that you needed to prioritize your mental health as a whole? Yeah, I would say one of the times in my life where I'm sure a lot of people can relate to is when I was going through a transition. And when we go through transitions, life gets wild, right? There's a lot of thoughts in our mind. There's a lot of opportunities for us to kind of succumb to doubt or any sort of, right, like limiting beliefs. And mm -hmm. for me, that was when I got my first job out of college. I was really excited. It was my big girl job. <laughs> it was the full-time salary gig, 401k. It was the most money I've ever made in my life. I was like, yes, this is great. I'm moving out of my parents' house. This is wonderful. And about three months into it, I found myself just really struggling, feeling like it just wasn't aligned. And from there, I actually went through a huge depressive breakdown and I had just my best friend near me and people surrounding me. And I just, I still couldn't necessarily figure out why I was so sad. And, you know, throughout that time, I actually went into a mental health clinic and I discovered movement there. And I always knew about movement. I, I did sports in school and things like that, but in the clinic, I really was able to foster a relationship with movement that was about the emotional benefits, about the idea that you have these chemicals released into your brain and whoa, mm -hmm. all these things. And I started to really think of movement as not just a checkbox, but a check in. 
And from there, um, I, I left the clinic. I, I really moved forward with yoga in my life, got certified, and and now I'm here today, which I'm sure we'll definitely connect more on. But yeah, I, I definitely looked at movement more of a mental benefit after I got diagnosed with major depressive disorder. I love what you said about it's not a checkbox, it's a check-in. I'm sure you've seen in your industry a lot of movement and fitness is like, oh, I want to look good and I want to get in shape. And obviously those are great benefits too, but tell me more about how impactful movement and consistent, a consistent fitness routine has been. Obviously you just shared where you started, but since then, how it's played in a role in your life. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has become a huge part of my routine. And I am a type A perfectionist. I want things to be put together. And I'm sure we have some really high performing people listening to this. Mm -hmm. And with that, I would say, you know, one of the things for me about movement and how it became a part of my life is I just started putting it on my schedule and started treating it like a non-negotiable um, so for me, when I had that connection of the mental components of movement, I then literally would tell everyone, you cannot contact me from this time to this time because I will be moving my body. And that was literally after the clinic, my parents knew, like I moved back in with my parents. They knew when my door was closed, I was moving my body. And uh, so typically I would do three to four times a week of movement. And it just became something where when I didn't move, I felt it. Um, and when I didn't, so in, to be more specific, I would practice vinyasa yoga, which is a faster, more flowy form of yoga. And I also was a hit girly. I still kind of am. So I have, um, I have dumbbells in my house and I just kind of move with those and strength train. And, you know, really, I wish there was a magic thing where I would say, oh my gosh, right? Like, I just, all of a sudden, it just all became perfect. But no, I just put it on my schedule. I made it happen. I said, I keep nego I keep my commitments to myself, right? This is a non-negotiable. I keep the commitments that I, that I make, and especially with myself. And, you know, as a personal trainer, I do see you know, even a few of the people that I work with and provide programs for virtually, there really is this idea that you have to come perfectly, right? That you have mm -hmm. to have like this idea before working out of, oh, it's going to be a beautiful workout and everything and the birds are going to be singing and, you know, just everything's going to work out. Yeah. And, you know, with the time I put on my schedules, it's going to feel great. And it's not always going to feel great. And that's something I learned too, right? Is that sometimes the movement, needs you to just move, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like mm -hmm. sometimes you just need that movement. And even if it's a crappy day, it can really turn around into a really good day after you move. And yeah, I just, honestly, I would just say there is no magic. There's no magic words I can say. And I, I and I really want to reiterate that because I think when I watch reels and things, you know, there's these five bullet points, four ways to get, <laughs> you know, into the jam, you know, all these things, but Honestly, that's why January resolutions don't work, right? Because yeah. we need a greater reason than that. And for me, it's always been about mental health. For some moms, it's just about I get I get time for me, yeah. right? Like what is your deeper why? And that is the most important. 
Yeah, for sure. And you use movement kind of like your therapy. Like that's that's your therapy session. And I think keeping promise, promises to yourself is just a huge thing for healing mentally and emotionally because then you build self-trust and self-trust will you know ripple into every other aspect of your life. So on the days that you do struggle, because we know that mental health is kind of like a roller coaster, you know, it's never just uphill all the time and you stay up. Sometimes there's down days. So on those days that it is harder for you to keep those promises to yourself, other than the mantra of, I keep the commitments I make to myself, how do you get yourself to show up? Yeah, there are a few things that I do to prepare for those days ahead of time. And these are things that I would say are pretty much so like the tips that you hear, but I always keep my clothes and my things packed the night before. So that that mental funk of oh, I have to get ready can't can't happen, right? Or oh, I don't know which workout to do. I have a plan, so I know which workout I'm going to do. And honestly, if it's a really hard mental day, sometimes I oh, don't work out. What? <laughs> right? Who says that? <laughs> but it's true. If it's a really crappy day where it's like, oh my gosh, like moving my body, I won't be able to focus, or I also maybe at risk for either injuring myself or not moving and and very presently in that case, then I won't move. And I will say, all right, I'm going to do it the next day. And I'm going to show up for that. And I can, I keep my commitments to myself with grace, right. And Mm -hmm. with grace and with forgiveness sometimes, right. Like sometimes we just need to be kind to ourselves with kindness. And, you know, I think one of the things that sometimes I used to really have a hard time with is is having days where I did struggle mentally. I had a harder time getting out of bed or just had a harder time, you know, after work, uh, you know, moving my body is I did struggle with that, you know, when I didn't want to work out. But now I really think about it as, all right, what is the reason that I don't want to work out? Right? What's behind this? Is it my mental? Right? Is it like, something where I just really am tired and I just won't move my body optimally? Or am I like really trying to come up with the excuses? And we know <laughs> it. We we really know it, right? We know yeah. the difference between an excuse and what we really need. Um, and I think that is something too that we can we can really learn in our movement practice a lot as well. But uh, that comes with time for sure, for sure. I think it's so interesting that you know, obviously in my work, I talk to people about healthy eating and meal prep and prioritizing meal planning. And it all comes down to the same like core belief in ourselves and our mental chatter of like, like you said, excuses like time. I don't have time is always just a surface level excuse for something deeper. And I think what you said earlier about finding your why behind doing something is really crucial to maintaining a habit and maintaining a practice for yourself and movement. So for people listening that do struggle with their mental health and they want to incorporate movement and fitness, but they just kind of feel stuck and maybe don't have any experience in moving their body, where would you recommend people start? Yeah, I would start. One of the things that I always ask people when I first work with them and they really appreciate this is, what did you enjoy as a kid? 
right? Um, we all haven't evolved much as children, honestly. I don't think I've evolved much. And I haven't. Like, as a kid, I really enjoy jump roping. So now what I do is I grab a jump rope on the days that it may be harder, but it brings out that childlike energy, that experience of play that we as adults sometimes mm-hmm. forget about. And that's the first thing that I that I really ask someone. So anyone listening who may feel like, oh, what do I want to do? First, think about what did you enjoy as a child? Did you enjoy tag? Did you enjoy running up and down, right? Or did you enjoy jump rope? Did you enjoy, like, there's so many things. Did you enjoy rollerblading, right? Is that, did you enjoy bike riding? Did you just love to ride bikes with your friends? Do something that you enjoy because I think when we hear, right, you should do X amount of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity a week. <laughs> it's like so boring, right? Like, oh yeah. my gosh, it, just sounds, it sounds like another to do. It sounds like something else as adults we need to do, like pay rent or, you know, get our groceries. Sorry. Sorry, Lauren. <laughs> 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 So I would say, what would you have fun with? And what did you enjoy as a child? Now, the next thing I would say is what is most convenient? And that is just something that's real, right? Like at the end of the day, you're not going to go to the gym or you're not going to do something if it's super inconvenient. So for example, I always, I love when my clients work out at home. I am a huge proponent of that. If you have a space where you can move your body, like some kind of square footage, then do that. You know, that's very accessible. You don't have to go to the gym, but if you do want to go to the gym, don't choose a gym that's like an hour away or like, you know, like let's keep it real and a hundred with ourselves too. I think that some of us make it a hurdle on purpose in order to avoid the actual action. Let's keep it a (laughs) hundred. Such a good point. That's such a good point. So make it convenient, make it fun, have a good time. And then worry about everything else. Once you get an actual time on calendar that you know you will stick to. So for example, if you know, hey, I have, you know, an hour before the kids wake up, or I have this point of time where, you know, baby takes a nap, or this time where, you know, at night where I know, okay, hubby's making dinner. Good for you, by the way. You know, like things like that, right? So choose that time, put it on calendar. I say two to three times a week. You don't have to go wild. You don't have to start off with like five Mm -hmm. times, seven times a week. Start with something accessible and go from there. Yeah. Those are such good tips, especially because, you know, I'm someone that I'm not a gym person at all. I grew Mm -hmm. up dancing. That was my fitness. And so I love your tip of go back to what you enjoyed as a kid because making something fun and entertaining to ourselves is a way to keep it consistent as well. Give us an example of like a week in your life. I know you do mm. a lot of walking and I'd love for you to touch on your your walks with God too because that's just another form of movement, right? Um, so yeah, just give us a breakdown of kind of like what your week looks like for fitness and movement. This might be a nightmare to anyone listening. <laughs> Full disclosure. I wake up at 4.45 a.m. Monday to Friday, and I wake up uh, the crack of dawn, and I'm really excited to move my body. Typically, I drink a glass of water always, and I have a workout snack, so typically a banana, peanut butter, or two hard-boiled eggs, and some source of protein 
I, you know, it really, really varies from there. Um, and then I go to the gym at 515 and I move my body for around an hour, an hour and a half. And then I go about the rest of my day. I have like my full breakfast and then I cuddle with my cat. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I work for the day. So I, um, I have a marketing job that I do for a yoga studio. So I do that. And then I go on walks with God and my walks with God are typically, and so in my mornings as well, I will state that I meditate every morning. So uh, once I get back from the gym, I also meditate. I meditate on a Bible verse and I just let it soak in. Um, I use the hope app, hope mindfulness and prayer, which is completely free 99 to try it out. (laughs) And then you uh, can do a really affordable uh, rate for a year. And I love it. It just presents a Bible verse for you. You sit with it for 10 minutes. And then I pray, I have a prayer book. And, um, you know, I pray for people in my life who give me prayer requests, I pray for myself. It's awesome. And then I have walks with God and walks with God really are incredible for me. So I usually do them during lunch or after work. And I usually walk for about a mile and a half to two miles to a park. I think the beauty of being outdoors and getting vitamin D is just so underrated. I know we talk about it like, yeah, vitamin D, but no, the ability to really just, and I don't, I do not have any music on or podcasts or anything. I've actually completely cut that out. And I just let my mind work. And I just literally will just listen to God, what are we talking about today? What do I want to talk about today? You know, what what is going on today? And those are honestly where I get the best insights. And sometimes I even text mm-hmm. you during those walks. I know. Like, oh I love God. it. We always have good conversations after your walks. And it's just, and and this is something too, where it's still physical activity. However, it's physical activity that really has those additional health benefits, right? And also spiritual benefits, which I don't think we talk about enough either, Mm -hmm. is that our body is a temple, right? Our bodies are temples and our bodies are these vessels that God has given us. And he wants us to take care of them just as much as our doctors say they want us to, right? right? Like these professionals tell us he's the most, he is the highest professional in our life, right? Yeah, he is him. I, I love my walks with God and, and they're pivotal for my days. And then I end my night with yoga. So I typically will do um, like 30 minutes of yoga before bed on my mat. And yeah, lots of movement in the day now that I'm talking mm-hmm. about it. I was just going to say, you're like the opposite of sedentary, but I know you do love your rest too. So you do it all, which is great. Um, oh, yeah. And- I I think having space for your mind when you're moving your body, like you do on your walks, is so impactful for our mental health overall. We're always so inundated with noise and advice and just the chatter that comes with being in the world that if we can silence the noise and just let ourselves get inputs then we can actually, you know, hear our intuition and hear God speak to us and know really like what we want for our life as well. So I, you give so many great examples of all different types of movement that all have different benefits. 
And even if you're not a gym person, like you getting up at 445, cause that's not me at all. It's inspiring <laughs> to see someone else do it. And then it inspires me to move my body in my own way, which is typically like a dance party with my daughter. But I'm like, oh, Shana's moving. I'm going to move too, you know? And it, I think we can all take away from each other's habits and make it work for our lives. So thank you so much for sharing all that. Thank you. Thank you. And and just one thing I will say is that, especially if you're in a city and you're listening to this, I'm in New York City and I'm... I'm constantly around noise, the noise of taxi cabs, people honking, people screaming, people, you know, there's just so much noise and the ability to move my body and have quieter walks. And even now when I go to the gym, sometimes I'll just have my headphones on because I just want to be hashtag introverted, which is very rare. And I won't have anything on. I will just move my body and just listen to my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that is powerful because that's when you notice, oh, I'm talking to my body this way. Oh, that's not nice. Let's say nicer things today, right? right? Or, oh, I actually can go a little bit deeper in this squat. Wow. You know, I would not have noticed that if I was like, you know, jam into this beat, right? So <laughs> there's just a few things where I am noticing that the stillness and the quiet really does allow for so much different, like so much more of a different opportunity to listen to a noise that we don't listen to mm-hmm. um, and that we don't give a voice very often, which is ourselves, which is like right. our own selves, our own <laughs> thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's, I love that. That's, that's such a good point. You, you've made so many good points in this episode. I hope people are like making mental notes. So I want to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. If you're up for it. I'm up for it. Cool. <laughs> What's your go-to breakfast? Oatmeal, strawberries, blueberries, cinnamon, and a scoop of peanut butter. Yum. (laughs) What's your favorite self-care activity outside of movement? Facials. Mm, You do those a lot, huh? Oh my gosh. I go every two weeks. I either do microneedling or I do some form of chemical peel or I just like luxuriate. I just love it. (laughs) That's, That's amazing. And what book are you currently reading? Great question. I am reading the book Woman Evolve by Sarah Jakes Roberts. And it's all about having sympathy for Eve because Eve gets such a bad rap in the Bible, but she's equating us all to Eve women who have made mistakes in our lives. And it's quite interesting. It's quite spicy. That sounds very interesting, actually. A different take that I feel like isn't talked about. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it thus far. I just started it. I'm in chapter three, but it's great. And last one, if you could share one thing with someone who is struggling with their mental health, what would it be? Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I have to tell myself a lot is keep going. That's a good one. It's just like take things hour by hour. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow will worry about itself. That's like one of my favorite Bible verses ever. And that's something I have to say to myself is that just take it hour by hour, take it, take it slow, take it step by step. What do you have to do now? Don't worry about all the things in the future. Don't worry about what this will culminate to where it's going to go. Cause that's where our worry and anxiety and a lot of mental health stems from is just that worry, that sense of worry. Just keep going. You're on the right track. You are, you are Mm -hmm. literally. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. And I know you kind of take social media hiatuses and you've transitioned your career, but is there anywhere that people could find you if they wanted to, or just any resources that, you know, you could share with my listeners? Oh my goodness. So it's going to be really hard to find me right now because I'm on a serious social media hiatus. I would say I definitely am Job uh, right now. Like I feel like I'm really relating to Job where I'm like going through all these things and I'm like, God help. So I just kind of like took off social media. You can find me um, if you'd like to write me. You can find me if you'd like to write me. Um, if you'd like to send an email, um, my email is shana at shanatyler.com. That's really the best way to find me. Well, thank you so much again for sharing your story and sharing all this helpful advice, I guess, for my listeners. It's really appreciated. Thank you for having me, Lauren. All right, friend. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Life Uplifted. Hop over to the show notes for products and resources mentioned in this episode. Please leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, and share this episode with anyone in your life who would benefit from this information. If you'd like to connect over on Instagram, you can find me at Total Body Nourishment. Until next time, friend, cheers to living a life uplifted.